Introduction Curiosity killed the cat was a quote that I often heard as a child. My parents' way of saying, no more questions, Miriam, please. A gentle push in the direction of the door of the backyard would have worked better, I think. For what creature on earth could arouse more questions in the mind of a child than a cat? Especially a curious one, an animal who was killed merely for its curiosity. The ancient quote prompted a series of whys that spun in all directions of my five-year-old head. What or who killed that cat? Why did it have to die? Then the big one that my weary parents hoped I wouldn't ask until I was older. Why does anyone have to die? At 85 years old, as I write this, I still don't know for certain why the cat or anyone has to die. But I think my view of death has changed along life's way for the better. If nothing else, it has changed my outlook on death and the thought of leaving Earth. It doesn't make me anxious or fearful as it once did. I'm certain the change has much to do with my three out-of-body experiences to the spiritual world, plus knowledge I obtained in my years of social work and services to families, to the elderly in particular, and terminally ill persons. Still, even in my advanced years, I feel similar to that curious cat in my quest for knowledge. Can we ever in one lifetime learn enough to get answers to everything we seek in this strange world, a planet that presents many more questions than answers? For example, ever since I made those three trips from Earth, I've been curious about whether or not we retain some form of consciousness when we die. Is it possible that after the cessation of heart and lung functions, our brain doesn't go into irreversible loss? It simply enters a mode of rest instead. Maybe it would be one that is similar to sleep, where we would not wake to earth again, but to a new and better world, heaven. Another curiosity that stirs my interest is the following. Why are so many near-death trips, which are personal occurrences, which are told by the traveler as a singular experience, similar in their description to near-death tales of others? Why do we find those similarities in a majority of the out-of-body stories tested? It seems the same sights and sounds, such as reports of such feelings of release from the body with the ability to hover over or float above it, plus the sign of a comforting bright light that suddenly appears, are too common to ignore. Can such similarities, which are often reported in graphic detail, be dismissed as mere coincidences? As research from neuroscience on the subject continues, so will our knowledge on such matters, and even though in my case I have little time on earth for any in-depth research of my own, the adventure of discovery still intrigues me. In the meantime, I am grateful for those three unexpected visits which took me, in spirit, to a different dimension. Once there, I found gems of truth that helped to renew my hope in an afterlife and encourage a faith I thought I had lost. There are glimmers of the understanding I needed, truths of hope I share with you in this book. Regardless, it wasn't an easy book to write, for early on I found that talks of death and what lies beyond do not make good parlor conversation. Uplifting words work better. For it is true that in this beautiful but often tangled web of life, our attention is drawn to daily happenings instead of the unforeseen future with its end of things. It seems, therefore, only natural to delay such thoughts despite the old adage that exists, there is nothing more certain than death and taxes. My final wish in writing these pages is the hope that they may be of some help to those undergoing feelings of grief over the loss of a loved one, to know that earth is not the end, 
because pure love, a godly gift, supersedes time and space, and it will win over evil in the end. Just as flowers return in a beautiful array of blossoms to a bush that once seemed lifeless, so also will we be renewed by God's love to blossom to our full potential in a world beyond the one that we know. For it is written, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. St. Paul, 1 Corinthians 2.9